Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. Before we start this episode, we're going to again take a little time to thank a little bit of the people who helped make this show possible. First up is 2.0 Gear. Uh, it's a new brand that we just started partnering with. Uh, they make awesome uh, high-end technical uh, hunting clothes, camo. Um, and so they're based in Michigan yep. and a uh, new company. We've tested them for months. I tested them uh, in the whitetail season last year. Great Merino base layers. Yep. Great awesome Merino shells. Yep. Awesome a, new pattern. A great system for going out west, but we'll use it a ton in the, in the whitetail woods too. So really excited to work with them. 2ogear.com. Go check them out. Next up is Worldwide Trophy Adventures. Uh, it's it's an awesome, uh, basically, connection to outfitters all over the world. So as a lot of people know, good hunting ground is really hard to come by. And um, oftentimes, the best way to ensure that you're going to get in a good spot or you may, maybe you need to legally have a guide is to, to go through an outfitter. Mm -hmm. um, and so... As you might know, if you've heard us before, we've had good experiences and bad experiences with outfitters, uh, which means, you know, in order to ensure you're going to have a good experience, you have to do a ton of research. You have to talk to people. It's just a lot of messing around. Worldwide Trophy Adventures, or WTA, does a lot of this work for you at no charge. So by booking your trip through WTA, you can rest assured that you'll be in a good location with a reputable outfitter um, that they've certified and endorsed. If you're looking to book a trip of a lifetime like I am, mm -hmm. uh, just headed to a moose hunt here through WTA, you're going to want to check them out. Uh, go give them a call. Actually, I have the number right here. It's 1-800-346-8747 or check out their website at worldwidetrophyadventures.com. All right, so we love Trophy Line. They offer more than just saddles. Believe it or not, they have their own climbing sticks. They've got platforms. They've got a ton of extra packs. Gear. They've got packs. They've got everything. Knee pads. Everything that you're going to need to be a saddle hunter, they have it. So if you want to start saddle hunting this year and get into the game like everyone else and really love hunting even more, go to Trophy Line. Check it out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on that purchase. We're big bow hunters. Uh, sights, quivers, stabilizers, those kind of things are really important if you're going to have a deadly setup. Um, and so we've tried a lot of different companies in the industry and we've kind of figured out that we really like Redline gear the best. So, um, we are shooting their torch sites this yeah, year. It's Joe a, Shore, it's a really cool, one. really cool site. Very, there's a lot of good micro adjustments you can make. You mm -hmm. can customize a lot of the stuff on there really make it your own. The chargeable USB rechargeable yeah, light is really sweet. Cool. Um, and so we're huge fans of their stuff. We use them all the time. It's worth going to check them out. Uh, check out Redline. Use the promo code TFC10 for 10% off your purchase. And uh, let us know what you think. We love them. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Uh, just a reminder for everybody listening, we're coming up on the end of the Christensen Arms uh, kind of gear giveaway. So if you don't remember... Um, basically, you go to their website, you buy a rifle. Um, they're the, the kind of the makers of the first carbon fiber barrel back in 1995. And from now till October 31st, if you buy an eligible Christensen rifle um, and send their team a simple form with your original receipt, they'll verify your purchase and give you a gift card uh, for up to $750 to their online store. So things like um, Christians and accessories uh, and uh, things from brands like Loophole, Mystery Ranch, Half Face Blades, Uncharted Supply Company, and more. So go to ChristiansonArms.com to learn more and take take advantage of this incredible offer. All right. Uh, so I am glad to talk to you today, George. Um, last time I saw you, 
Um, I don't know if you remember this. You had two giant bucks in the back of your pickup truck in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> kind of a heck of a night. That was one to remember for sure. So, so in Kentucky, we got to tell everybody that you're only allowed one buck, but they do issue 10 commissioner tags a year. Uh, those commission tags go to nonprofits, and then it's up to the nonprofits to raise money by auctioning them, selling them straight to somebody, raffle them, however it goes. And, and I try to buy one of those every year because uh, I like to kill deer. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Good cause, you know, too. Yeah. So, but uh, that, that was definitely a hunt to remember. I mean, two minutes apart, I shot a 186 was the first buck, and then the second buck was one can't 146 148 and literally shot them two minutes apart out of the same stand so not <laughs> the, the one the 180 class buck that was probably the largest deer i've seen like dead in the back of someone's truck type of deal that was an insane insane yeah. deer yeah yeah and um, I, 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 so i got another commissioner tag this year i hope to be able to do the same thing but i doubt that'll happen i mean you, you did it once why not do it again yeah. you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, so um, for, for everybody who doesn't know, last year I uh, headed to Kentucky, did some hunting down there with a bunch of guys and, um, and gals. I think there was a few gals there and um, had a great time down at your place, George. Um, for, for people who don't know who you are, you want to introduce yourself and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is George Cummins. I, am the, uh, I created Buck Bourbon and I started Salt River Outfitters about... 15 or 16 years ago i've uh, been running that for several years which buck bourbon's now taken off so big that i've had to hand over the outfitting business and now joey cheap runs that for me and uh buck bourbon is pretty much my full-time gig now just creating new products you know selling the products that i have created and just making these uh relationships you know in this this business everything's built on relationships yeah no that's that's absolutely right so um Buck bourbon's kind of an interesting idea. You want to like just talk about what it is? Because I, when I heard of it, I didn't really understand it. And then when I was down there, I'm like, oh, this is this is what this is. So you want to walk through what what buck bourbon is? Absolutely. So I'm I'm not really a business guy. You know, I was running the outfitting business several years ago. I decided deer to me are a natural resource. You know, and you've got to have a resource that's replenishable if that's what you're doing for a living. Uh, and at the time, I was just feeding straight corn. We are allowed to bait in Kentucky. Um, corn's, you know, not good for deer. They love it, but it's not good for them. So I was wanting something that would Why aid. is it not good for them? What is it? It's just not, not palatable. They don't get anything out of it. I mean, for, it's kind of gross, but what happens when you eat corn? <laughs> Comes out the same way it goes in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So they're just not, they're not gaining anything, you know, from eating the corn. Um, so, so I wanted to create something that was... A, going to be more beneficial to the deer, but B, also possibly give me an advantage over all of my neighbors, you know, because in Kentucky, you know, we have a lot of small farms. We don't have a lot yeah. of 500 acre, 800 acre, 1,000 acre farms. They're 50 acre, 100 acres, you know, 150 acres type farms and a lot of hunting pressure. So uh, being from the bourbon capital of the world, you know, 90, I think it's 96% of the world's bourbon is made within an hour or less of my lodge. <laughs> so, so all of these byproducts coming from these distilleries, I knew the cattle farmers were just, you know, they were, they were going and getting this stuff, feeding it to their cattle. And I knew if cattle farmers are feeding it, it has to be good for the deer. Yeah. Then, you know, the next thing is, okay, how do I make the deer eat it? Uh, so I started 
several different recipes, mash bills, if you want to call them, that failed. You know, I tried this blend, tried that blend. I just couldn't get the deer to eat it. And then all of a sudden, I come up with these two different byproducts that I mixed with it. And I mean, the very first day I put it out, the deer started hammering it. So then I was like, okay, I think we have something. So we started hunting over this product to Saw River Outfitters. It didn't have a name. You know, it was just something I was making in a tobacco barn. And we started killing 180, 190-inch deer over this stuff. And all of a sudden, my neighbors were like, hey, what are you using? You know, what, can, can we buy some? And so yep. it got to the point where I spent more time selling this stuff to locals almost than I was outfitting, you know. And me and my wife decided, you know, maybe we should look at trying to sell this. Maybe we should brand it. Maybe, you know, we should jump out on a limb here and take a chance. And from that point on, it was creating a brand that wasn't just about killing animals, though. That's what I didn't want it to be. I didn't want it right. to be just what they call a spill and kill product. I wanted <laughs> it to be a brand. I wanted it to be a brand that represents the lifestyle that we live. And what I mean by that is, in the outfitting business, you know, we live and breathe deer hunting. We farm for deer. It's what we do. We farm for them, just like people farm for cattle or horses. Um, so I want people to be able to experience that lifestyle. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have our own line of coffee. So when you wake up first thing in the morning, you know, hunters meet us around the coffee pots. That is our war room, we call it. That's where we decide, yep. you know, you were in camp with us. You know, you know, that's where we say, okay, it's a south wind. You know, we've got these deer coming in daylight. We can go hunt on with this wind. And everybody enjoys a good cup of coffee before they go out. So it's that simple, <laughs> but that's part of that lifestyle. Yep. All right. And then. Then when you go out hunting, you know, you're going to be hunting either, if you're gun hunting or bow hunting, possibly out of a, one of our rack house ground blinds that we created uh, over some of our buck bourbon products. You know, we, we have uh, protein feeds, we have minerals, we have liquids, blocks, attractants, a whole complete lineup of products that you could be hunting over. So that is your throughout the day while you're in camp, you know, you're hunting over these products. Hopefully you become successful, you get to harvest a deer. Right. At that point, you know, we've got our own line of knives that we make. So, you know, you got to start processing that animal. So hopefully you're using, you know, one of our buck bourbon knife kits or our replaceable blade knives to, to process this animal. Then you bring it back to camp and that's where the celebration phase kicks in. You know, that's where everybody's, you know, reminiscing about the day's hunts, the successful ones and non-successful ones. And you get to, to hopefully consume that animal, you know, you get to eat it that night. So that's where we have our seasonings. Ah, we have okay. our own line of buck bourbon seasonings also. And that basically gets you through a complete day in the life of an outfitter, a guide, or just a, a hunter in camp. Um, and all of these products that we've created, whether it's our feeds, whether it is our knives, our ground blinds, whatever we have. Coffee, we have it looks like. I'm sorry? You said and coffee, too, it looks like. I'm looking yes, at your site. All of these products we have created, we are hunters creating them for hunters. Uh, and I know that sounds like gimmicky because, you know, everybody in the hunting industry says they're creating product for hunters, but they may not be hunters themselves. And, and what I mean right. by that is climb in a lot of our competitors' ground blinds and you'll notice things that you would do different. So when you set in a ground blind, you're like, well, why wasn't this window two inches further down, two inches further up or whatever and and that's what we have done we have set in those blinds we've we've hunted in them our whole life and we know what we would change that's what we've done 
I think we've got the best ground blinds on the market for under $200. Uh, they have more features than any other ground blind on the market under $200. And I mean, we've got one-way mesh, 270 degrees with blackout curtains, so you don't have to worry about getting silhouetted. Yep. We have our saloon-style doors, which, if you've never used, are amazing for getting in and out of the blind silently. That's what I wanted was the most silent, versatile blind on the market, and that's what we have. Uh, and then you get to our knife kits, you know, and we've, we've done things with our knives that make it a lot more uh, feasible for you to pack this processing kit in the field with you. Like we have a, a field processing kit that has caping blade, boning blade, gut hook, bone saw, flashlight for tracking, gloves, everything you need in a little bitty nylon case that you can wear on your hip like a normal pocket knife, or you can just throw it in your backpack. You know, most of these field processing kits out there are in like a plastic briefcase. Nobody's going to pack that in the field with them. You're going to no. throw it in your truck, and when you actually shoot that deer, you know, you might be a mile away from your truck. You're not going to go back to the truck to get the processing kit. <laughs> so so that's what we wanted to do was put all of that stuff in a neat little package that you can pack with you wherever you go. And we do have our replaceable blade knives as well. Uh, our replaceable blade knives have the thickest, strongest blades in the market. So you don't have to worry about popping them off like some of the replaceable blades out there, breaking them. Uh, really, really safe. Uh, the mechanism to replace the blade is a lot safer than most knives out there. Yeah, uh, a little the latch handle, in the back. Yeah. Yep, yep. And the knives have a really, really <clears throat> textured, rubberized handle, so you don't have to worry about it slipping in your hand, you know, while you're trying to replace that. Because it, it's inevitable if you shoot an elk, you know, you're going to have to replace that blade. Oh, absolutely. You know, once yep. you bust once you bust through the hide of an elk, they've got so much sand and dirt where they've been wallowing, you know, you're gonna dull that knife blade instantly. I don't care what knife it is. Yeah. So if you've got blood and guts on your hands, you know, they're they're very safe to replace that blade. But that's handy because I, I yeah. was just doing a, a moose and it it made my uh my knife very dull very quick and yeah. I had I had a sharpen mine in the uh um like as I'm doing it in the field, which is not my favorite. Cause you're always full of like sticky blood and gunk yeah, and mud. Absolutely. And... Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, and that's what happens is once you bust through that hide, you know, there's so much sand and dirt in there that you don't see it. It dulls that it, you may as well rake it across concrete. You know, that's right. how quick that'll dull the knife. Yeah. The hair, especially. So you've yeah. got, you've got attractants, you've got, uh, blinds to sit in you've got the coffee for before or during the hunt and yeah. when you get home and you shoot a buck you've got the the marinade or the the rub or whatever yeah. um, all right we're going to take a pause here real quick and just thank a few more guys and companies that help make this show possible first up is vortex we can't say it enough we love their glass we love their binoculars spotting scopes range finders their apparel james james is rocking a nice little hoodie here they make awesome stuff, and if you guys are looking to make a purchase at Vortex, go over to their website and use the code TFC20 to save yourself 20% on the next purchase. That's a big, good discount. Use it. Head over there and get something. A bow makes a man. Does and, it? Yeah, that's what I was told. And we're, we're big fans of uh, Prime Bows. Shooting it for years, Michigan-based company. Uh, we're shooting their latest Revix series of bows. Mine's that 36 long boy. I'll generally year. take a few shots right back here and just. Yeah, yeah we, we're a huge fan. Smooth, uh, great balance. Um, they're, they're just go check them out. There's tons of technology. One of my favorite things that they have is their grip. 
Uh, space age space technology age. keeps your hand warm even when it's cold. Um, highly recommend go check out Prime Archery. Finally, Lathrop and Sons boots. Your feet kill animals. Like the more you walk, the more chances you have at, at getting that big buck, that big elk, moose, whatever it is. Uh, Lathrop and Sons have been kind of our go-to boot of choice for a while now. Um, we've put in a lot of miles, taken them all over the place. There's no leaking. It's comfortable. Stephen and James there, like, spent – they're, like, foot like, they're scientists. Ge- they're geniuses. I got messed up feet, and they basically will – you know, you take an imprint of your foot. They'll look at it, look at your arch, how wide it is, how narrow, how long, and they literally build the boot around your foot. So you're not going to a box store and picking up something that you hope is going to fit your boot. These things actually – are tailor-made to your foot so they're super comfortable mine i could i could walk all day in them so if, if, if you're looking to and get you a have. boot, if <laughs> i have if you're looking for a boot that's made for you and not somebody else go check up lake turban sons um so you initially just came out with this uh i mean essentially you're just coming up with your own feed at, at one yeah. point um but yeah. it seems like it took a, a life of its own at what point are you like all right i guess this is my the thing that I'm going to do now and, you know, done with uh, the outfitter so, uh, side of things and focusing like purely on, on the buck burp inside. How do you, how do you make that jump? Cause that's a, that's a pretty big jump. It is. And I mean, it, honestly, it, it's hard to explain how it happened. Um, I, I've got a buddy that's, he's got this saying all the time. He calls it living in the fog. Sure. And what that means is living in the favor of God. And I, I am a believer, and I, there's doors that's been open for us that shouldn't have been open for us, and I don't know how to explain how they were open for us. So that's what that fog means. You know, we're our whole team. I feel like we're living in this fog because it's it's amazing how if you surround yourself by good people, good things happen, and that's yeah. what we've done. And we've got good people in the retail world. We got good people on our team, and we've got good people that have been clients over the years that have helped us, you know, spread this across the nation, you know, and that's the only way I don't, I don't know how to explain it other yeah. than, I mean, I, I don't, it was I, just, like I love one that. Day, one day I woke up and I was like, you know, crap, this, this is, this is a lot of work. I gotta, I gotta pick one or the other. And you know, the buck bourbon seemed like the right path to take at that point. Yeah. And that's kind of the life of the believer and, um, you know, of the kind of the, person of faith you you don't always necessarily even know how you got to where you're going but you know that you're uh faithfully walking that way until you're you know you're turned somewhere else it's kind of an interesting thing Um, but it's hard to describe the the mental process behind uh making a decision like that because there isn't always the you know an exact direct route from one uh you know point a to point b exactly i mean there was no this is not a path i intended to take eight years ago i can tell you that (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you always dream. And, you know, when we were making this to begin with, before it even had a name, I, I had no intentions of selling it. I just knew I wanted to be in the hunting industry and I thought outfitting was the way. Yep. And it was. I mean, we, I probably wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the outfitting. Right. So that was just another stepping block on getting to where we are. So you're, uh, you know, it took you a while to develop kind of your own special blend of ingredients for this, you know, this mash. Are you at, were you at that point, like talking to um, like uh, distilleries and like, how are you, how are you, how are you sourcing it from the beginning? Like when you started trying to get this, this stuff? 
So at the very beginning, I had uh, some buddies that were actually hauling some of the byproducts to their cattle operation. Okay. And, and I, I would just go and I mean, I'd be like, hey, I need, you know, 500 pounds of this, 500 pounds of that, and then hauled it back to the tobacco barn and I put it in a cattle mixer or, you know, we actually, one of our products, we started out in a 55-gallon drum with a drill that had a paddle on it. <laughs> just mixing this stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it was not very uh, technology-based in the beginning, I can tell you yeah. that. Just kind of figuring it out as you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but... I never knew it would be this largest scale. Right. And it scaled up pretty daggone quick. I will tell you that. And so since then, you've basically had to develop your own relationships with these, these distilleries, which, you know, when I was there, I was, we definitely stopped. Where did I stop? Probably Four Roses, probably Buffalo Trace. Yeah, Buffalo Trace is where we stopped. I'm a, I'm a Four Roses or Buffalo Trace man myself. So both of those are pretty fantastic bourbons yeah. uh, so four roses is where i got the very first ddgs from okay because it, it was the my buddy's farms actually surrounded four roses so they were there every day getting these byproducts so the, <laughs> so now though we are on such a large scale that we we we're getting byproducts from every distillery out there pretty much really well, and they're also close. I mean, it's yeah. it's not like you're you're traveling terribly far for that. No, it was even just you know the time that we we spent there, Jared and I. Uh, it was just a, an amazing place. Um, Kentucky is beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we spent obviously some time, uh, and I, I shot my deer the first sit within the first probably hour. I uh, had a, a really sweet looking um, seven point, actually. Oddly enough, nice tall and. Uh, deer. Uh, but, you know, we spent the rest of the time, Jared and I, um, we grabbed him a tag and even hunted public land and, you know, the Salt River and, and stuff like that. We, you know, we're walking around finding um, fossils and stuff in the riverbed and just cruising for bucks and just the the scenery and like the the way that that area is, is just a beautiful like whitetail looking place. Um, yep. It's like definitely like a place I'll, I'll be back to someday, hopefully, um, just because yeah, like I said, it it just screams like this is going to be good whitetail, <laughs> good yep. whitetail spot. God's country, yeah. That's right, that's right. So, um, you guys, you're, you're you a big bourbon drinker yourself? Do you like? Do you have the the one side of the product and the other side? Is that you know? Absolutely, <laughs> you can't be from <laughs> Kentucky and not drink bourbon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I, so when you start talking about good bourbons, you can start a fight just as quick as when you're talking about the best broadhead on the market or the That's best right. bow on the market, you know, and I, I tell everybody good bourbon is just like a good broadhead or a good bow. Go try them all and pick the one that suits you the best. You know, everybody has different taste buds. So you may <laughs> like a spicy bourbon. Jack may like a sweet bourbon, you know, and, and I may like a really hot bourbon, you know, really high yep. proof. So it's just, just drink them all. <laughs> Just drink don't them drink them all, all at one time. That's yeah. right. Not the, and I want to say, <laughs> Jack, 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 welcome. Jack joined as we were rolling. I didn't want to slow things down, down yeah. but Jack, you you jumped on. Thanks for, for taking the time and hopping on, man. For sure. I appreciate it. You want to yeah. give a quick intro to you uh, so people kind of can place you? Yeah. So Jack Borcherding, um, you know, work with George and the rest of our Buck Bourbon team every single day. I handle all of the marketing side of things. So from advertising to social media, to content, to pictures on the website, um, 
everything that culminates into a final product that ties into marketing, you know, I help out with and the team. And it's, it really is a, an awesome team that we've kind of put together a very small team for as big or as <laughs> big people think we are. Um, and it's really cool to see um, how we all work together and just, we have like this kind of, I don't know, family where we fight and we work it out <laughs> and we come out with these great products and, you know, have the sales team work on them to get them out there. And it's really cool when we finally get a product that's like all that. Well, there's that a works. difference between fighting and like constructive, you know, uh, heated conversations because For sure. you fight and you can fight somebody and it ends and badly. But if it's a heated, constructive conversation, Usually that yep. just leads to a better product or a, a better solution or whatever you're doing. Um, usually that, that little bit of, yeah, is pretty good actually. Yeah, well, it is. What I, what I love about our team is we're not a team of yes men. Yeah. You know, it's not, yes, that's a great idea. Yes, that's a great idea. It's, are you sure we want to do that? You know, or <laughs> is that the best way to do this? And, you know, it, it's everybody questions everything and that's good, you know, to an extent because, if it was just a bunch of yes men and yes women, then, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be where we are today, you know, yeah. because that you're exactly right. You have to have that constructive criticism and you have to have a lot of minds, you know, five minds are better than one mind when it comes to this creative stuff. Yeah. And that's the reason why we've been so successful is we have such a creative team. You know, our packaging is probably the best marketing material we have. Yep. Because one, when it's on the shelf, it looks totally different than anything else. Out it looks there. different and looks cool. And I, well, yeah. for it, like it will say what proof it is. And when I first saw it, I was like, wait, what am I look? What is this? You know, one ten yeah. proof. That's yeah. it's very like it just draws your eye to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we've had we've had potential like retailers that we've talked about that like our our uh, top shelf food plot seed. He had it on his desk as a sample, and people would walk by his office and they'd stop and be like wait, are you drinking at work? Is that a bourbon? Like, and yes, so, you know, that like, that like little bit of a thing was like, wow, that's interesting. Now there's some, you know, uh, power in the packaging out there of that's what right. it's actually doing. And that's, what's nice about our brand and kind of what we started and tried to do is be very like narrow, right? We have a funnel where if our product still ties in with bourbon, with, drinking that lifestyle etc like then then the naming might fit there right and right. let's like weave it in there and so it's really cool to kind of have those guardrails because you see a lot of brands that just make big buck corn right. this and that sugar beet this and whatever and it's just like yeah we're not going to be like that we're going to be who we are and and stick to it and it's it's nice it's this really is cool. you know this is now well now it's foreign to me it wasn't growing up. So Michigan, mm -hmm. you can't bait. Um, when I when I was growing up, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, we could. And so my uncle would go. He had a, a, like a, the extra large trailer that he'd take behind his Yukon or whatever. And he'd fill it with a – oftentimes it was the whole thing of sugar beets or the reject carrots that looked funny. Um, and he would just dump a pile of it, you know, in the woods. And that was his, his baiting. Um what you guys do is a little bit different. Like the buck bourbon, you know, if you're not, you're not dumping 500 pounds of, you know, feed out in the middle of the, the woods. Like what, what's your, when you're using some of this uh, 
this attractant, like what does it look like? How big is it? How much you putting out? So we've got several different products. Um, we have an attractant, which is the 110 proof. That was our flagship product. That's what got us where we are today. Uh, there's several different ways to use that. You can dump it straight on the ground. Just, you know, we, we have an eight pound bag and a 25 pound bag. Yep. You can dump the eight pound bag straight on the ground, or you can dump the 25 pound bag straight on the ground, but I wouldn't dump more than 25 at a time because it is a, it's got a lot of protein in it. And if you have a lot of protein in any product, when it gets wet, it's not good for it. So if you dump it straight on the ground, I wouldn't do more than 25 pounds at a time. Uh, but what we like to do at Salt River Outfitters is we like to take um, 200 pounds of shelled corn, you know, put 100 pounds in a pile, scatter 100 pounds in a big circle, and then top dress it with the 110 proof. That 110 proof gives it a strong, strong smell. It's got minerals on it. You know, it does have protein on it, so it actually increases the nutritional value of the corn, and it'll bring the deer in from a lot longer distances. And once they find it, they'll stay there a lot longer if you scatter the corn in a big circle. You know, they'll kind of walk around. Deer like to browse by nature. They don't like to just stand yep. in one place and just eat, eat, eat and gorge themselves. So that's what we do, and we found that works really good. Um, if you're in an area where you can use a, a big gravity feeder and and actually try to farm your deer, you know, where you can feed deer around, you're trying to make the deer as healthy as possible, we have a product called Barrel Proof. And that barrel proof is 16% protein. Uh, it flows really good through gravity feeders. Um, and it is uh, it is 16% protein because we've done a lot of research and found that once you get 18% or higher in protein levels, the deer just don't like it. It's really hard huh. to get the deer to eat them. And honestly, a deer can't process much over 18% protein anyway because he just passes it straight through its system. So we've, we've taken the 16% protein and mixed a lot of other commodities with it that we're basically tricking the deer into eating stuff that's good for them. Right. I did so, that so, with my kids, my kid growing up, my <laughs> exactly. daughter. Right. It, it's the same principle. You know, we're tricking these deer into making them healthier. Um, but that, that product I personally love. That's what I've killed a lot of my big deer over um, is the, the barrel proof. You know, and if you know it's not going to rain, you can dump that on the ground, just like a 40-pound bag at a time. Um, you don't want to dump 40 pounds on the ground if you know you're going to get a rain within 24 hours. Right. If you have any volume of deer at all, they're going to eat that 40-pound bag overnight. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's, it's well, pretty crazy. And, and you said Michigan wasn't allowed to bait, but it's funny. Michigan is one of our top-selling states. <laughs> you see them all, it's always for sale and it's like i know everybody does it you see it everywhere it's yep. the worst enforced rule and which in my opinion and is not a if, if you're not enforcing a law very well then it's not a law anymore but that's neither yeah. here nor there and what's interesting about it is you know i know people in iowa michigan all over the place right you can't bait but yet they'll go out and they'll they'll mow down an acre of corn and just leave it there yeah right but that's you know that's okay which so it's it's so so weird right but obviously you have to obey your local yeah. uh state regulations and you know we preach that 100 percent, right and that's our that's our tagline of just like in the uh the drinking world drink responsibly ours is speed responsibly right that's yeah. our tagline you know and so we want people to obviously obey those state and everything regulations and 
they should and we do and you know because yeah. they changed that law in kentucky you know you used to be able to what start baiting in june or something yeah. george and now it's back to august August, august first yeah so yeah you know but a lot of states you know you can still feed it as long as you're not hunting over it and then you have a period of time that you once it's gone you then you can't hunt over it so it's right it changes right so you know this is still great stuff if somebody's trying to in one of those states trying to get inventory of what deer are alike on their 40 acres their 100 yeah. acres whatever it is it's going to attract them there you're going to see your potential what's your herd like etc you know that's what i use it for a lot in western nebraska is just okay now a deer knows that it's there or there's something there and i know the deer is around in this general two mile radius right so that's yeah it's a great product for all kinds of different things. And that's why we came out with food plot seed too. Right. Right. So we'd offer something for everybody in multiple States where regulations change. Well, and it's, it's really interesting. I was the, the baiting laws are interesting to me because I'm throwing out mock scrapes and stuff all the time. You know, I'm spraying some synthetic urine smelling stuff that it's going to attract deer and it congregates deer in some way. And I mean, I don't know. It's just like the, the lines that we draw are, are interesting. But what I like about the way that you approach it is, I mean, th it's not like you're just throwing the cheapest stuff that will get deer in uh, mm -hmm. as possible. It's like, no, this is what's actually going to be healthy for you. You're looking at the deer's health. You're looking at what it likes. You're you're so fine tuned that, you know, anything over 18 percent protein is uh, they're not going to like it and, and figuring out how to get them better minerals, which is, um, you know, not really the story you hear publicly when people talk about baiting deer. It's like, oh, you know, Joe Schmo drops a, you know, like like my uncle throws a, a bed, a truck bed of corn out and just calls it good and sits over that and like that's as much thought that that's put into it. And it seems like, um, the buck bourbon products and, and everything that goes in, there's a lot of thought and actually time spent considering the well being of the animal that you're chasing. Yeah. It, I'd like to talk about one thing that we add to a lot of our products when we can, uh, have you ever researched the benefits of cinnamon and garlic oils? No. So in the cattle industry, cinnamon and garlic oils are proven to reduce the amount of insects by 56%. Really? 56%. Now think about this. If you can reduce the amount of insects on your deer herd by 50%, what are the benefits? Okay, so first benefit. In the summer months, deer lose 30% of their maximum potential due to stress from biting insects. You have deer <laughs> flies, horse flies, you've got ticks, I mean everything that are just wearing these deer out i mean think about the summer months when you're scouting yeah, you see awful. deer in the middle of the field they're constantly you know like flickering their tail their skin their ears that's energy that they're wasting that's i had a cousin that... who went out in the summer once got bit by an, enough mosquitoes he stopped growing he's like four <laughs> foot five that's where he stopped he too many bugs you know uh but uh so so those cinnamon and garlic oils have, have been proven in the cattle industry to do this so one, you're reducing stress on your deer. Two, you could potentially help prevent blue tongue. Yep. Blue tongue is caused by midge flies biting the deer on the nostrils. Well, if you've got deer that are eating this feed and our minerals with cinnamon and garlic oils in it, they're getting it all over their face. So in theory, that should help prevent that. We can't claim that because we've not been able to research it in a controlled environment for deer. 
but I can tell you it has been proven in the cattle industry. Right. Another thing that those oils do is it reduces the amount of methane gas buildup from their stomachs by 18%. Oh, I see. So, so you're really you, fighting global warming <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but what that does is it increases their appetite. Right. And when you, when right. you increase their appetite, you're going to make them bigger, healthier animals all the way around. Yeah, because otherwise they're full of gas, basically, yep. and, you yep. know, they're farting and everything else. And if they yep. don't need to get rid of that, they can eat more. That's really yeah. interesting. And yeah. it's really cool. So we have George on, like, the more of the, like, buck bourbon farms or whatever. So he feeds a lot of more of the barrel-proof stuff. And so Jay Nesbitt, who was on our team, he was down, and I was actually filming him this past, well, what was that, September. And he yeah. shot a deer. And... Um, Earl Peterson, Mark Peterson's father, shot a deer yep. on a farm that we feed a lot more barrel proof. Those two deer that we shot in that two, three day window, like when we went up to them, they had noticeably a lot less ticks, bugs, everything on them. And man, there were other deer that were shot in other counties or, you know, just miles and miles away that we feed a lot more corn. Yeah. Um, you know, one ten proof still there, et cetera. And they're just covered in ticks. Huh. And it's like coincidence, maybe, but probably not, you know, right. just so we would love to figure out and partner up with somebody to try to test that and really produce results. Because, man, I think if you could do that, the whole, uh, I don't know. Ticks, the, ticks wreak yeah. havoc on deer, man. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you shoot every once in a while, you'll shoot a deer that has like a lot of ticks on it. And it's like, mm -hmm. that is not a healthy deer having that many parasites stuck to you at, at, at one time. And ticks are yeah. only getting worse. At least Absolutely. by us. Absolutely. Yeah. In Kentucky, it's ridiculous. I mean, the amount of ticks we have. And it's, you know, we, we've got pictures and video of deer laying in the piles of barrel proof. Like when we dump it on the ground, we know it's not going to rain. Like, I firmly believe the deer know that that helps them. I think they know it helps keep insects off from them. Huh. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I didn't, I didn't remember seeing any ticks when we were down there. I do remember at night I was shining my flashlight and I see all these sparkly little like glimmery things on the, in the, uh, like the leaves. And I was like, man, are those like shiny, like rocks or something? Like, what is that? And I'm just digging around and I found out those are, uh, black widow spiders. They are reflective on the back. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> digging around in spiders. I'm like, what, <laughs> why did no one tell me that? Cause I'm just, you know, like rifling around my hand and they're like, Oh cool. Look at these are shiny rocks. <laughs> nope. Oh man. Not that. No, no, didn't get bit though. So you tell me, uh, that's sweet. Um, so you guys, uh, spend a lot of time obviously researching your product and, and uh, finding, uh, you know, different mixes and, and so on. So are you, uh, constantly working on new stuff? Like, are you working on new products now? Is, is that how that goes Absolutely. or? Absolutely. I I drive my team nuts with all the new products that we try to create. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't give them a chance to finish one product before we're trying to create another. Yeah, uh, I like that. But everything, everything we do is tested extensively on wild, free-range deer in Kentucky. Once it's successful in Kentucky, we ship it elsewhere. We ship it throughout the Midwest, throughout the Southwest. You know, any place we can feed, we ship this stuff to to test it. You know, because I I want to make sure. 
I'm not going to just put our logo, our brand, or on anything. You know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, I, I tell Jack and I tell the team all the time that growing up as a kid, I, I worked from the time I was 12 years old until currently still working. And <laughs> you know, when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, I bought a lot of my hunting uh, products with my own money that I worked yep. hard for. A lot of those products turned out to be junk, and it pissed me off. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm a kid. You know, it's not like my dad's buying everything for me. You know, I, I'm working right. to do this. And before we put our brand on anything, I want to make sure I'm okay with 14 year old me buying that product <laughs> with his own money. You know, yeah, I like that. And and that's kind of the way we do things. You know, we make sure that it works before we try to sell it. And I, I think a lot of companies have lost sight of that. You know, there's great big conglomerates that just don't care. They only care about pennies, you know, yep. a penny here, penny there. And they just push products out, push products out, and they hope it sells. You know, that's not what we're doing. We're creating good products for the deer and good products for the hunter. Yeah. You testing anything new out right now? Oh, yeah. I won't yeah. make you tell me, but i just wondering if there's a <laughs> testing going on. I mean, you're in Florida. You're not testing anything right now. You're just in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have got a lot of product out back home though with cell cameras running on it excellent uh but no we've got two or three new mixes that we're working on right now you know we've got a new food plot mix that that i think is going to do really good next year for us uh we're testing it out um and then a couple other products i really don't want to go into detail about but uh we'll keep our eyes peeled yeah absolutely <laughs> that's awesome well, uh, George, Jack, I uh, appreciate you, you know, spending time talking a little bit uh, about what you guys do. And George, good to see you again. Uh, and you, uh, looks mm -hmm. like uh, Kentucky's been treating you well. Um, so for, for people who are listening um, and want to check out Buck Bourbon, where can they go? How can they follow follow what you guys are up to? Easiest way is to go to buckbourbon.com, um, the website, to learn about all the different products we have um, from there. You know, we have social media pages, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram that we share a lot of uh, different successes from people who are using our products and, and so on. And it, it's fun to really see people write reviews of like, man, I had two shooter bucks within an hour of putting this out. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've seen the biggest buck that I've never seen before. And it, it's really cool to see those. And that's across the country, you know, from North Carolina, town to florida to the west etc and so yeah just get connected with us we want to hear those success stories um and yeah the the great product to learn about it and we're going to teach you about it and you know we're going to take care of customers fantastic well yeah. I, I appreciate you both for taking the time everybody go check these guys out they're they're doing really cool stuff and uh definitely putting some big deer down too so check them out guys thank you again we'll uh talk to you soon yep thank thanks you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either star way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.